We had a lot of reaction to this issue when we mentioned it on our show yesterday and indicated we would be uh, discussing it further today. The Ladies Gaelic Football Association has now approved a policy that would allow transgender women and girls over the age of 12 to compete in the sport. The rules will apply to all unless there is an unacceptable risk to players. Uh, The association said it was committed to the inclusion of transgender women and it would not tolerate any harassment or discrimination. It reported that any transgender players who have transitioned or who are transitioning from male to female will have to apply to a new transgender application committee. And those under the age of 16 will need written confirmation from a medical practitioner that they have transitioned or are transitioning from male to female and intend to live their life as a female, while uh, players over 16 will need confirmation from a medical practitioner, all alternative, uh, alternatively provide a gender recognition certificate. So are you in agreement with this policy or not? And lots and lots of you had uh, various opinions on this yesterday. Uh, Frank Brown is with us. Frank is a former Mayo lady senior football team manager. Good morning to you, Frank, and, and welcome. Morning, and we'd be very interested in what you have to say about this. Are you in favour of this? I, not, I think, you know, I think you, you probably hit the nail on the head there, Niall, when you said that the, the, the LGFA has approved a policy. Now, look, we, we, we know we have to have an inclusive society, and that's what we all want, and there's no doubt about that. But in my opinion, Niall, the duty of care to the players trumps all of that. So our number one prerequisite as a sporting organisation, be it LGFA, Camogie, GEA, is that we have a duty of care to make sure that the players can play in a safe environment. For example, if in the middle of the winter, you know, there was supposed to be a match and the, and the pitch was frozen, the referee would call off the game because he would say this is unsafe for players to play in. So we must ensure that safe environment. Well, I think the LGFA have put a policy in place. It's a rigorous policy, but it has to be Niall because this is not a black and white issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not. So I think, you know, LGFA have taken on board that yes, we need to be inclusive, but also we must keep our players safe within that environment also. Hence, they've come up with a policy to do that. You know, now, like we... I suppose yeah, the, the, unacceptable, all, the unacceptable risk, but is it is it not all an unacceptable risk? Well, by the very nature of by the very nature now of competitive sport or field sport, you know, we say that ladies football in this rule says a non contact sport, but you know, by its very nature there is contact, there is bumping, you know, there is collisions amongst players who are yeah. kinda of wholeheartedly going for the ball. So that's part and parcel of it. You know, and we've seen this like ladies football is not new, you know, we've seen this in athletics, we've seen this in, in yeah. rugby, we've seen it in other codes as well. So I you know, I think I agree with the policy has to have been brought and a Rigorous policy being brought in place, but also we need to keep players safe, and that's our number one. And that's, that's, that's the key issue. And I mean, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of talk in the past uh, 24 hours about testosterone levels uh, during the game and so forth. I mean, it is a case where uh, the safety concerns of female players. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have to be taken well, into account on, on a very practical a spade, level. A spade, a spade, yeah, absolutely. If we're going to call a spade a spade, where we have say, a, a, a male who's now identifying as a female and all of that stuff, but the physical body of that male, you know, let's we, we all know, like you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this is not rocket science, but the, the male body and the female body is different physically. I'm sure we know that, you know, so we need to protect against the situation where we have a male who's identifying as a female who could possibly be six foot three and 15 stone colliding with a, with, with a lady who's playing, who is, you know, five foot three and eight stone. 
So we need to keep that environment safe. And that is the reality of it. And hence this policy is going to be put in place to try and ensure the safety of all, all the players. Right, okay. Uh, as I say, very mixed opinions. And there, mm. there, is, there has been one group called Belong to who uh, promote the interests and well-being yep. of the LGBTQ yep. community. And, and they're saying there shouldn't be any barriers for the inclusion of trans women and girls over the age of 12 in ladies' football. And they, but I they don't want... think... Sorry, I don't that's, I don't think that's realistic, though, in a, in a competitive physical sport. So, yes, by all means, we want to have an inclusive society, and we're moving towards that, and we're moving rapidly towards that, and that is how it should be. But, yes, we must keep a player safe. The same way as, you know, if a player, if a player during the course of a game is, is making other players unsafe by his or her actions, the referee will simply take out the red card and send them off to ensure the safety of the other players and the breach of the rules. I think all we're doing is an extension of that now. Um, there was an interesting uh, quote in one of the Sunday newspaper articles from Danielle Lockery. Now, Danielle Lockery is a uh, Donegal GA player, plays with Bun Crana, but she's also PRO of the Donegal County Board. And she told a Sunday newspaper that she's considering quitting the game over yep. this policy because of a lack of consultation. Would she be representative, do you think, at all of, of those think, who are playing you know, I think it's interesting. We, we have to stand up for what we believe in. And if, you know, and if, if, she, if that's how she feels, well, you know, if that's what her head and her heart is telling her to do. But I think that, again, the devil is in the detail now. She's thinking of quitting over the lack of consultation, not necessarily what's contained in the policy. It's a lack of consultation. I think this is what's upsetting her more than others. You know, and look, at if there wasn't a correct consultative process put through, well, yes, that is an issue, all right, but I have to say, you know, and I'd, I'd be the very first to give out about about uh, county boards and all that kind of thing, but I think, you know, I think they've done the right thing. They've taken on advice, medical advice, and I've no doubt legal advice as well to come up with this policy, which to me, on reading it, seems very robust and very fair. Yeah, robust and fair, and, and the Transgender Risk Committee reviewing any Ooh. decision, you think that's the, that's the way to go on this? I think it is, Niall, you know, and I think these people, you know, look, at these people who are sitting on these committees, you know, they're smart, intelligent people who want to have an inclusive society, so they're going to do their very best for all the members of the association. 